Hi there, and welcome to Musings of a High Achiever, the podcast for people who identify as type A, driven personalities, you might say high strung. Uh, We talk about all sorts of different things that affect this personality type, including things like success, achievement, limiting beliefs, chasing validation, people pleasing, managing fear, imposter syndrome, and so on and so on. There really aren't any rules here. If it affects you as a high achiever, holds you back, or keeps you stuck, we will cover it somewhere in one episode or another. I'm Mackie. I'm an author and coach, and I am this person that I'm describing. So please know that uh, we're kindred spirits, and that is why I'm here to talk about the issues that I know affect people like us. Today, what I really want to talk about is how goal setting, the way that we approach goal setting is a fundamentally broken process in a lot of ways. And of course, you can be listening to this podcast at any time of year. It makes no difference. It's always the right time. But I happen to be recording it at a time of the year that is late January. We all know what that means, right? January, that's when you set New Year's resolutions. That's when you make goals for the year. And if you're like a lot of people, late January is when a lot of those things have already maybe flown out the window and no longer apply, even in the few short weeks that it's taken to get to this point. That's why I really want to talk about this topic, because I know from experience and I know from working with my clients that the way that we are taught to approach goal setting is really limited and one dimensional in so many ways that we don't necessarily consciously appreciate. What you may notice are a couple of things that are indicative of that below the surface piece of um, dysfunction, I guess you could call it that we don't always have access to. Some of it's what I already mentioned, which is, okay, well, you set goals and you don't follow through on them. You set goals, you follow through, you achieve them, and maybe it doesn't feel the way that you were hoping it would feel. You set goals and then end up with all kinds of other things hitting your windshield and those goals go by the wayside because real life happens and you simply cannot hold all the different things that need your attention in a single space. Hi. And or if you find that the same goals kind of go on your list and fall off again in a cycle, maybe for years even, then you're in the right place and you're going to get a lot out of this discussion. So please stick around. My own experience with this began long before I was able to connect the dots and actually see what I was doing. As that high-strung person who is very focused on achieving certain goals and outcomes, I got to a place where I was really, really good at getting the outcome I set my sights on. And I did it in the way that most of us are taught to do it, what I'll call for the purposes of this discussion, traditional goal setting. How most of us set goals is some variation of the following. You have a specific outcome in mind. You go from the outcome and back into the specific tasks and activities and possibly timelines that you need in order to start making progress towards that goal. And then you have like a checkbox or checklist of items that allow you to assess, like I have done this, now I need to move on to this. And it's very linear thinking, right? It's a checklist. I will do this first. And then when that's done, I will be able to do this and so on and so forth. Does this work? Yeah, it really depends on what you mean by that. So it does work in that for many of us, many of you listening, myself included, We know how to do this process. We know how to say, this is the outcome I have in mind. These are the things it will take for me to get that outcome. And this is the timeline by which I want to do it. And we are able to achieve those goals. 
you may be very adept at getting the outcomes that you set out to achieve. So technically, yes, it works. It doesn't work if once you reach that goal or you have that achievement, it doesn't feel particularly fulfilling. You immediately shift into what is the next goal I need to set and go after. If there's really no sense of real satisfaction that is long lasting that comes from having achieved the goal, then no, it doesn't work. And this is why I say traditional goal setting is wrong and broken because we're so focused on the outcome and the measurable thing that's taking place that we largely ignore what's happening to us personally in the pursuit of that goal. We're going to talk more about that or in the achievement of the goal. What traditional goal setting does not take into account is why you, why, 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 why do you feel driven to achieve that particular thing in the first place? That might sound like kind of a dumb and trite question at this point in the conversation, but I promise you that it's not. It's really critical to understand this about yourself in order to make any kind of shift that you have to understand why a particular goal is important and be very specific about understanding how what drives you to achieve specific goals serves you in some ways and does not serve you in other ways. Okay, so what do I mean by that? Let me just use an example. So one thing, let's say you're in a sales-based role, for instance, that we do as a society and in our culture of achievement is to say, like, if I were to establish an income goal, let's say it's six figures in commission for this year or something of that nature, and I have a specific monetary goal in mind, and then I reach that goal, or it's number of contracts or certain amount of revenue booked, whatever that might be, and I reach that goal this year, what happens in the following year? What are you encouraged to do as a part of that? Well, probably what you're gonna do is make a bigger number your goal and then go after that, right? I mean, just a very rote kind of, well, you did this last year, so you must do this this year. Why? And the answer needs to be better than, well, that's just how we do things here. That's just the expectation. Fine. But that right there is part of the problem. If your goals are being set based on expectations that are coming from the outside, you are highly likely to feel little to no satisfaction, potentially in the pursuit of that goal and certainly not in the achievement of the goal. Now, you may feel relieved to have met an expectation that means you have some kind of job security or something like that. But there's other pieces below that, right? Like if you're tying your value and your self-worth to what you're able to do, achieve, money that you bring in, boxes that you can check, that's a different problem. That suggests that the external is really responsible for driving how you feel about yourself internally. And I will tell you right now, if you have an internal void where your self-worth would normally be defined, There is no amount of external accomplishment, validation, or praise that can ever fill that hole. There simply is not. I don't care what you accomplish in this life. If you are not grounded in why it matters to you personally, and it is not being 100% driven by what you are taught a successful person looks like in your given industry, you will not feel fulfilled. There will be no satisfaction. To recap just a little bit, Traditional goal setting doesn't work if you feel flat upon achieving the outcome 
if you put yourself through the ringer in the pursuit of the outcome, or if you quit before the outcome is achieved. In all of those cases, the same critical elements are missing, and we're gonna talk about what those are. But first, what I wanna do is talk about how you're deciding to set your goals in the first place, okay? So let's look at some of the common goal-setting elements and factors that we take into consideration. Okay, first, we talked about a little bit. It's that rote measurement, simply moving the marker a little bit higher than it was the year before. And this can apply in so many different ways. It can be, like we talked about, some kind of a revenue or commission goal. It can be a status-oriented goal, like I'm at this level of employment, I'm an analyst, and next year I want to be a manager, whatever that incremental step might look like. Last year I met with this many clients, this year it needs to be more clients, whatever it is. It's basically just moving the marker to be more than last time, rope measurement. Some of it may be based on comparison. So another factor is comparison. You're comparing where you've been to where others are and how they've been celebrated and you wanna be where they are. And once again, this can be very dependent on culture, but for cultures and organizations where there's a lot of noise that's made about some specific accomplishment that someone had, and because once again, we talked about this, that external, that need for external validation can really get magnified when you're in situations where you're seeing other people be recognized and celebrated for their work. And you believe that in order to be truly valued and valuable, you must also have that validation, that comparison of what did they do and how can I do something that's like what they did in order to basically get a similar outcome, which is to be recognized. So you're in a place where you're not necessarily looking at what matters most to you, but you're just looking at what other people do to get the recognition that you're craving. So now we're, we're on two, right? It's the rope measurement and the comparison. Now, there's a couple things that are buried in there, which I just mentioned one of them, which is validation. So if you reach that goal, then you're good enough. The question is good enough for what? Like, what are you basing that on? It's And for each of us, it can be individual, but really what it suggests is that there's something that you feel is missing from you now that you don't measure up in some way. And it's really important to get clear on that or that need for validation and some of the erroneous thinking around getting the validation, actually raising your self-worth is really important to think about. And then I think from a more practical perspective, one of the other factors that we really heavily weight when we're looking at goals is the financial impact or the financial increase that we're looking for to support a lifestyle or whatever else that we want to create for ourselves. Now, that's not necessarily a bad goal or it's, and it's not wrong to have financial goals, but once again, they really have to be aligned and tied into a bigger foundational reason behind why it all matters to you than simply saying, the more money I make, the more valuable I am. Or the more money I make, the more it's worth having this shit show of a life in the pursuit of that money because it's basically compensating me for everything that I'm sacrificing that maybe I wouldn't want to sacrifice under other circumstances. So I'm going to take a pause right here. I would really, if you don't have a notebook or if you're driving or something and you don't don't have access to the ability to journal right now, I, I would, I'll put it some things in the show notes for you so that you can come back to it later and do a little journaling exercise around the way that you're setting goals right now. So how are you setting the goals? How are things like the rope measurement, the comparison, validation, and financial impact figuring into how you decide to prioritize something? 
And I'll just do a small, um, a small encouragement here as well. If you have not read my book, The High Achievers Guide, which you can find on Amazon and anywhere you, they sell books online, I have extensive bullet points and uh, homework basically at the end of every chapter to really help you dig in and do some of this work. So you can go look for that or simply get out your journal and spend a little time thinking about this, not only this part, but the rest of what we're gonna talk about as well. I'll share just a little bit about my personal story here to help you understand the way that I started to recognize how this was really a problem for me professionally. When I was in, I I had a 14 year corporate career and you know, for the first few years, and I, I think this is really typical of younger professionals, I was really engaged by just learning new things and new skills and collaborating. There was so much I had never experienced before working in corporate that I was experiencing and it felt like a really rich way to learn about what I was capable of, new things, how to apply my expertise. There were so many good things about the first few years of my of my corporate journey. And at that time, setting goals in the way that we have talked about were part of my learning experience. So for instance, I would set a goal to say like, I I don't know how to do this thing. And so my goal is to learn how to do this thing, right? And then I would, and it was like, great, check that off. And by the way, I love, I love me a damn checklist. I bet some of you are like that too. Put all the shit on your to-do list just for the satisfaction of crossing it off. Totally me, totally still do that. I can own it. But there's a lot more substance behind what goes on my list now, and I understand it a very different way than I used to. So in the early part of my career, it, it, it didn't, I didn't really, it didn't impact me the same way. Like I, I was accomplishing things and I was learning along the way, and there was so much I didn't know that it felt satisfying to me to cross some of those milestones. But what ended up happening after I was established was that, you know, I'd set a goal to like reach a certain um, status. So to be promoted to a certain level. And I would be very focused on how that meant, like if I get promoted to this next level, that means my value has been recognized. It means that I'm good enough. It means I'm going to get a, you know, parallel. It means I'll get this increase in my compensation. And like all of those things mean that I'm good at what I do. And it was when I got into the, the basically into the cycle of, of seeing that on a regular basis where it was like I was getting promoted on a fairly routine basis. I was getting the increases in my salary, but I didn't feel what I thought that I would feel when those when that when that would transpire. Right. Like I would get the achievement and I would get the recognition or the validation. And and it was like, OK, well, What am I going to set my sights on next? Really like minimal quote unquote celebration of the fact that I had made the achievement or that I had reached that milestone. Like it just really didn't sit with me the way that I thought it was going to. And I was so confused as this went on over the course of a few years because I really started to believe that maybe I was just kind of broken in some way, that I wasn't actually capable of being satisfied by anything, and that I had other, I had bigger fish to fry. Like I was just broken, and, and there was something wrong with me that I kept finding myself in this place that no matter what good things I had going for me, no matter how successful everybody else thought I was or appeared to be, that I did not feel satisfied. And it wasn't even just that I didn't feel satisfied. Like I got to the point where I felt miserable. And 
I just couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. So one of the very first things I did was start to try to get some some awareness around, you know, and I was reading and listening to all kinds of things. And, and one of the things that resonated with me was like, well, why don't you examine what it is that you're setting out to accomplish and why it matters to you, right? And so I could see like, oh, I, I did that for a little bit and thought, okay, well, here's this common theme that basically what I am always doing is seeking validation, always. And it wasn't as simple as just going, well, stop doing that, right? Like, it's like telling someone to not think about the pink elephant. These things are so deeply conditioned in us. They are part of our programming. We can't just stop doing them. If it was that easy, everybody would just stop doing the shit that doesn't help them. (laughs) That's not how this works, right? It, It takes some consciousness, some effort, and some tools to undo the things that we've been doing that have served us in some capacity. So like I said earlier, it worked. The approach I was using worked because I kept getting the outcome I set out to get. What wasn't working was that there was no associated sense of satisfaction or fulfillment that came with it. And for me, that that was really problematic by the time I got to the point where I thought I need to figure this out. And in examining like, okay, I'm seeking validation here. Why do I feel like I need it? I really had to get into some deep, deep shit, okay? This is not like, oh, well, you know, that's just what we do because we're taught, yes. However, there are often other things driving us. And one of the things that was driving me was that I'm very, very honest about the kind of upbringing I've had. I had a problematic childhood, right? There was some emotional and physical abuse in my childhood. Um, I didn't necessarily get the kind of attention that I needed when I was at home. So one of the things I would do was make myself very quiet and small at home. I didn't want attention at home because it didn't usually show up the way in a positive way. So then I needed to go out and seek that because as a child, I really did need to feel like I was okay, that I was seen and that I had some kind of value. That kicked off my lifelong pattern of performing in order to be told that I'm good enough. It started with school from a very young age, just be a really good student, kick ass, get good grades, you know, have the teacher see you as this really smart kid. And I definitely did that. And and I, that, that served me though. At, at that moment in my life, I needed that because I wasn't getting it at home. I needed to get it in some other way. So it did serve me. And that's one of the things about any of these particular conditioning cycles and patterns that we engage in, it's often because it did actually serve us at one point. The unfortunate part is that we don't always recognize when it has stopped serving us and that we need to consciously make an effort to break a cycle or a pattern that we have been in. And it was so important when I had this recognition that, holy shit, I am chasing validation all the freaking time. And even when I get it, it's not good enough. Because fundamentally, I don't believe that I have value. Huge light bulb moment. And your moment may look very different. But the important piece to recognize is that there will be a recognition for you where you see like, oh, yeah, this is what I do and it's not working for me. So it might be people pleasing for you. You know, you may have had a difficult parent or a difficult partner or somebody who basically expected you to behave in a very specific way 
in order to keep the peace, not rock the boat, make sure they were okay ahead of your own needs, like whatever that thing is. And that same pattern can show up in the way that you live your professional life. You may be much more consumed by making sure that you say yes to every request, no matter how much stress and overwhelm that brings for you, because your value is in making sure that you check the box of doing whatever you're asked. Just another example, right? It could be anything. So please spend some time on that. Think about it. Do some journaling. Now, what I want you to think about here is that if there's any magical thinking in the way that you set goals, it's really important to identify it. You might be making a lot of assumptions about what achieving a particular goal is going to do for you. And that is exactly what I was doing. It's what a lot of my clients do. They think, well, if I just bring in this much revenue and I'm recognized publicly, then I'm going to feel like a badass and my confidence is going to go through the roof and everything's going to be great. And then when that doesn't happen, (laughs) you're like, oh, well, it's kind of confusing. It didn't really feel the way I wanted it to feel, but I guess like I'll just go ahead and set my next goal because I don't know what else to do. What we want to make sure through this is that the magical thinking tendencies that you may have around goal setting, you're very aware of them. So they won't trip you up and, and you know, be these invisible obstacles to actually finding satisfi- satisfaction from your outcomes. So really important, I'm going to call this the three eyes. What's missing? The three eyes to consider are number one, the impact. How will pursuing this goal affect your life holist- holistically? and I'm going to come back and and talk more about each of these, but that's the first one. How will pursuing this goal affect your life holistically? That's the impact. The intangible. Why is this goal important? Why does it matter? Okay, this gets to, it can't just be a checklist item. And then the third I is the intention. What will achieving this goal do for you? So let's talk about each one of those. So the impact, how will this goal, how will pursuing this goal affect your life? This is so important because when we get caught up in like ascending to a certain level inside of an organization, for instance, like let's say you really want to be a vice president because of said reasons before, right? You need it to feel like you're valuable, you're being recognized, your contribution matters, etc. What is it going to take for you to create that for yourself? And where is your level of stress now at the level that you're at now? And how is that going to change? Or how is what is expected for you to ascend that level going to affect you as a human being? It is so amazing to me how much people either gloss over this piece of things or they ignore it altogether. Like if you're already, let's say you're like a senior director in your organization and what you really want is to be a VP, but your life as a senior director is basically a shit show where you're overwhelmed, you don't see your family, you don't get up from your desk to eat, you don't go take care of your physical health, but that title or that thing that you're pursuing is somehow worth continuing that or even amplifying it in order to get to the next level. You have to think about the impact Because otherwise, you are literally looking at a one-dimensional checklist of measurement that says, yes, I did this, good for me, move on to the next and the next. Oh, my life fell apart in the meantime and I lost my relationship and I never see my kids. Oh, well, I guess that's just the price we pay. No, 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 no. You have to look at the impact. Okay, how's this going to affect your life overall? Okay, so the intangible is what do you think achieving this goal is going to do for you? Okay, this kind of gets back to magical thinking. 
there has to be something that matters more than just exceeding a measurement from the last time. What's this goal going to do for you? What's it going to do? Like, what's the intangible aspect? And you have to think about how fulfillment, feelings like being fulfilled, are very different from, yeah, now I have X amount of money in my bank account. We all know that those, those you know, material, I guess, for lack of a better term, things don't make up for how we feel about our lives and how we experience our day to day. So the intangible is, what's this going to do for you? And you need to have an answer. You need to think about it. There needs to be something beyond just now there's more zeros or now I have this title. There's an intangible element to what you're achieving. And you want to make sure it's a positive one that's going to uplift and energize you, not one that's going to drag you down. So the intangible element is all could also be stress or anxiety. We don't want that, right? So you want to make sure you're paying attention to that piece. And then let's get to the intention. So the intention, you have to set your intention. Why does this goal matter? This is a little bit, a little bit tied into the intangible, but this is really focused on your emotional state. How do you want to feel about your life? And if you have not gotten into the habit of thinking about your life as one big picture and you think that you can compartmentalize between this is my professional experience and this is my personal experience, this is where you have the opportunity to see there is no dividing line between your work and personal life. If you are a stress case about work, you will be a stress case about life because you can't draw those lines. They don't exist. It's a myth that we're sold that we can put things in boxes and experience things separately. We can't do it. Why does this goal matter to you? And it can't just be because it's more than last year. That's not a real reason. It's got to be something better than that. How do you want to feel? And if you don't know, that's okay. Because it's really hard sometimes for us to go from a place of like, everything kind of sucks and I'm mostly doing things I don't want to do, to knowing the answer, what do you want? Like, I don't know. I don't know a whole bunch of what I don't want. That's cool. Start there. Start with how you don't want to feel. And that'll help you narrow it down. Now, I know I've been talking a whole lot and I want to kind of bring this to a landing point for you. But let's talk for just a moment about prioritization because this can be really, really challenging. And this is why goals often fall off people's lists, right? Because when you're creating goals and your lists for outcomes, you're thinking about them in a vacuum. So you're probably sitting down like a journal and thinking like, oh, 2023 is this whole year and I have all this clear space. So what do I want to accomplish this year? The challenge is that we know that life happens and even when we have things that we want to achieve they often don't rise to the top of our priority list if there is a persistent goal that you continue to want to achieve that goes on your list year after year and has you have not accomplished it and it weighs on your mind this is the time to decide if it's really a priority for you or not i would say that if it keeps coming up for you something about it wants your attention something about it is important but i would still encourage you to kind of run through the question process that we just went through and really think about whether or not it is or whether that goal needs to be tweaked but if it's a persistent goal and it has not been prioritized yet this is the time to decide where your priorities lie most of our life is lived in a really reactive state it's like a phone's ringing uh, somebody's coming to talk to me at the office or 
um, something over here is pulling my attention. I get really pulled into, sucked into my emails and I don't take that break from my desk that was about me getting a clear head and taking a walk outside or doing my workout or whatever it is, right? We let things that really aren't priorities take over all of our time. And so it's one, it's really important to recognize if you're saying to yourself, like, I just don't have time. It's not, it's, that is a bullshit statement. Sorry, it is. It's just a bullshit statement. You have time for what matters. And if the problem is that you haven't decided what matters, then it will feel like you don't have time. If you decide what matters, then you can put it at the top of the priority list and you can protect the time. Now, does life happen? Sure it does. Sometimes you may have to be flexible. Sometimes you may have to change things around, but it can't be the chronic state that you have a list of priorities and it's always these urgent but unimportant things that suck up your time. Okay, so I would encourage you to at least look at just one goal, especially if it's really persistently there and you haven't made it a priority. How can you look at the way you're spending your time in reactive, less important things that just feel good to check off your list, but fundamentally don't move the meter for anything and refocus that time and attention to something that really does matter to you. Okay, so talking about all that, you know, there's a lot to consider here. I know this is not an easy process at all. So I, if you've been listening for this long, I applaud you. I think it's awesome. I really encourage you to do this work. Listen to this again if you need to. I mean, I know for me, repetition has has been really, really important to my um, to my personal development journey. So that being said, I, I want to make a point here that repeatedly setting goals and then failing to reach them is not harmless. It's not harmless to keep letting yourself down. If it happens enough, you'll start to question yourself. Am I actually capable of this? Um, do I have the discipline to do this? I never finish anything. I'm such a loser. I mean, I could go on, but the mental chatter and negative thought spirals are real. And it's important to pay attention to those, even in the process of making the goal a priority or writing the goal. If at any point, especially with those ones that keep coming up and that you haven't gotten to the finish line with yet, and that triggers for you thoughts of like, I'm not capable. I can't. I I always do this. I always quit or I never finish whatever that mental chatter is, please make note of it. It's so important. And in a future episode, we'll talk about um, mental chatter and how to repattern some of that. But it's really important to be aware of how often we actually speak to ourselves that way. Because it will reveal to you like, wow, I'm self-sabotaging before I've even tried because I'm already telling myself I can't do it. Don't willingly engage in behavior that fuels that spiral. And one of the ways that we do that is by consistently letting ourselves down and consistently not sticking with the priorities that matter the most to us, okay? So it's not harmless. We make jokes about it. Oh yeah, those New Year's resolutions already went down the drain. It's not good for you, okay? So I want you to feel empowered and like you have the permission to decide what matters most in your life and to put that at the top of your priority list. And when you continually put things on your list that end up going away, even though they still really matter to you, that does not serve you because it matters and it's not getting done. So that, that, you know, it's that intangible element we were talking about, like really have clarity around if I do this thing for myself, I'm going to feel really confident because I followed through and I made it a priority and I decided that it mattered and then I acted accordingly. That is some good shit right there. Okay. 
So thank you for listening. I really hope this was helpful to you. I'd love to hear from you if you know you have any thoughts about this or you have any epiphanies. There's a way that you can um, you can contact me through my website. I put the my website in the in the show notes as well. So if you ever have any comments or questions that you want to ask me, I'm definitely available. I really appreciate your attention. I hope this was helpful to you, and I am looking forward to talking to you again very soon.